Christmas, you filthy animals. A new and ghostly twist for a downtown hotel with a macabre past. The Hotel Cecil was a part-time home to the Night Stalker and the Black Dahlia. It's had its share of suicides and strange deaths over the years, and now this. This photo showing a ghostly figure outside a fourth floor window. A Riverside boy with a love of scary films and ghost stories took the picture, and he says it looks a little too real. When I looked at that window, it just looked kind of creepy to me, and then I showed my friend, and he, he kind of freaked out. I don't know, it just creeps me out still. He says his ghost photos already cost him some sleep and even caused him to have a nightmare. Oh, all right, well, we're going to switch to the weather now with Dallas Ray.
What's going on, everybody? This is Justin with another video brought to you by Lights Out Radio. I hope everybody's doing well. I wish each and every one of you nothing but blessings and love, baby. It's a crazy world we live in. This is some crazy times we live in. But, you know, I appreciate you stopping in and hanging out with me for a while. So anyway, let's jump into the video. We're going to be talking about the Cecil Hotel, the history of the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, and as well as the mysterious Alyssa Lamb death. So let's go ahead and jump into the video. Yo. In 1924, the Cecil Hotel was built by William Banks Hanner, Charles L. Dix, and Robert H. Shops for a total of $1.5 million. And when you adjust that to inflation today, costs would be somewhere around $22.8 million. The hotel has 700 rooms and a beautiful marble lobby with stained glass windows, potted palm trees, and alabaster statuary. I really couldn't find a price for a room when it opened, but if you compare it to similar hotels in New York, it could have cost anywhere between $2 to $8 depending on the accommodations. The Cecil Hotel was originally built to be a swanky, luxurious place. Unfortunately for the owners, when the Great Depression hit, the area around it became known as Skid Row. Homeless people and junkies flooded this area in droves. The once lofty hotel became a place for drifters, drug addicts, and prostitutes. And here's a quick little Snapple lid for you. Season 5 of the American Horror Story series uh, was based on the Cecil Hotel, so there you go. And in doing my research about this place, I couldn't help but think of the movie 1408. Has anybody seen that movie with John Cusick and uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Great movie if you haven't seen it. Great horror thriller movie. Way underrated. Check it out. Now, the earliest recorded suicide at the Cecil took place in 1931 when W.K. Norton, 46, checked into the Cecil under the name of James Willis from Chicago. After a week there, Norton was found dead after ingesting poison capsules. Since then, there have been guests who gave themselves self-inflicted wounds to bleed out, shot themselves in the head, poisoned themselves, or jumped out of their rooms or off the rooftop to the street below. Out of these methods, poisoning and jumping seem to have been the most popular amongst the guests who died at the Cecil. Following that first 1931 suicide, a man shot himself, then a truck pinned a man against a building, killing him. And in 1934, Sergeant Louis D. Borden slit his own throat. Almost four years later, a Marine Corps soldier named Roy Thompson jumped from the top of the Cecil Hotel. Unfortunately, for a neighboring building, his body landed on their skylight. Yikes. And this story here I found particularly odd. In 1962, 27-year-old Pauline Otten jumped out of a window following an argument with her husband. She landed on George Gianni, age 65, who was taking a walk outside of the hotel. As there were no witnesses to the incident, police thought it was some kind of odd suicide pact between the pair. After subsequent investigation, however, it ruled that Gianni was killed by her due to him having his hands in his pockets and his shoes on. His shoes, apparently, would have fallen off with the jump. And that's just really wild to me, really odd stroke of timing. Uh, Pauline Otten, she got into an argument with her husband, got so upset, and then jumped and ended up killing another person. It, I mean, it's just crazy to me. That's wild. And what kind of bad timing do you have to have to be that guy, you know what I mean? And the deaths surrounding this place got so bad that Wiki if you look it up on Wikipedia, there's a whole section devoted to all the deaths and, and victims of murders and suicides that were there. That's how many there are. And it got so bad that local residents, and it's still called this today in some circles, it was called, it was nicknamed the suicide. That's how bad things got. 
And for anybody that's familiar with the Black Dahlia case, witnesses say that Elizabeth Short was seen in the bar of the Cecil Hotel just days before her body was found drained of blood and chopped in half and everything that happened with that. Another odd story was Cecil Hotel staff found retired telephone operator Pigeon Goldie Osgood dead in her room. Her unknown murder beat, stabbed, and raped her. And this case is still unsolved today. Another noteworthy resident was infamous serial killer and rapist Richard Ramirez, aka the Night Stalker. He lived on the top floor of the hotel in 1995 during his murder, rape, and burglary spree. And I think because it was located near Skid Row, and I think location, location, location in this case, you know what I mean? I don't think Ramirez would have been able to chill under the radar so low if it was in a different hotel. So being that it was near Skid Row and occupied by, you know, drifters and junkies and drug dealers and sex workers, no one batted an eyelid if Richard Ramirez disposed of his bloody clothes in the hotel dumpster after a vicious kill and then waltzed back in buck naked. Really happened. He walked into the hotel butt naked after throwing his bloody clothes in the dumpster out back. Really happened. And I'm going to do a little video soon in the next day or two about Richard Ramirez anyway, so I'm not going to dive too deep into it in this video. But Ramirez disposed of corpses in alleys near the Cecil and sometimes even just dumped them in the hallways or dumpsters. And six years later after Ramirez, 1991, Jack Unterweger lived at the Cecil Hotel while writing for an Austrian paper about crime in Los Angeles. And if you don't know about him, I'll do another video on him as well. But his weapon of choice was his victim's bra. He would strangle them to death with their own bra after raping them. He continued murdering after his release, killing three Los Angeles sex workers and seven other women in Austria. And this ties into the second topic of the video. In one of the most unusual true crime cases, researching Alyssa Lamb's death brings more questions than answers. Some believe the final report of an accidental death. Others are unsatisfied with that conclusion and either believe she could have committed suicide or that she could have been murdered. So Alyssa Lamb was a 21-year-old woman visiting Los Angeles from Vancouver, Canada. At the time, she was attending the University of British Columbia, but she hadn't been attending classes the year of her death. She began her stay at the Cecil Hotel on January 26, 2013. Her parents were hesitant to let her travel alone. However, they let her go on the condition that she called them every day. Lamb kept in constant contact, which is why on January 31st, they found it odd that she hadn't called them. After failing to get in contact with their daughter, her parents called the Los Angeles Police Department. Detectives from the case believe Lamb was traveling to Santa Cruz. Alyssa was scheduled to check out on January 31st, 2013, but the hotel didn't hear from her, so they called LAPD as well. Lamb's parents flew to Los Angeles shortly after the hotel reported she was missing. The last person to see her alive was Katie Orphan, a bookstore manager who called Lamb outgoing, very lively, and very friendly when she spoke to CNN. Orphan said Lamb was getting gifts for her family when she was at the store. Now, LAPD searched the hotel with police dogs, but couldn't find any trace of Lamb. However, the police clarified they couldn't search every room without probable cause. Media coverage made Lamb's disappearance an international story, especially after police asked the community to be on the lookout for Lamb. One of the most confounding elements of this true crime story is the surveillance footage from the elevator, which you saw at the beginning of this video. The footage was taken on January 31st, the last time Lamb was seen alive. 
In it, Lamb does a series of gestures and movements causing suspicion about why she's acting strangely. Now to me, it looks, they say 85% of communication is nonverbal, right? So let's take that into account and watch the video with an open soul, I guess would be the word. And if you just look at the way her wrists are kind of like twitched in and tilted and the way her ankles are kind of like just the angle that they're at when she's walking and stepping. And then it looks like she's getting into an argument at one point, but it doesn't look like anybody else is there. But it definitely looks like she's scared. She's frightened. She looks like she's running from something. It looks like something's after her and she's trying to like get into the elevator to escape. She keeps looking like around the corners and stuff and out the hallways. And it looks like some she's running from something to me. That's the vibe I get. From. And at the start of the video, it may be the creepiest part. Well, one of the creepiest. As she enters the elevator, she hunches over to push a button on the panel and the door, however, it, it doesn't close. Now, Alyssa appears to be checking outside the elevator multiple times and at one point looks as if she's hiding from someone as she stands in the corner of the elevator. With the door still open, she starts to walk in and out of the elevator. She walks back in only to push almost every button, sometimes multiple times, and starts to move her hands as if she's speaking to someone, but no one else is in the footage. She eventually leaves and the end of the video shows the elevator finally opening and closing its doors. And to me, it's kind of weird too, the footage. It looks like a blue mist or something is in the elevator as it closes. I don't know. You take a look at it and tell me what you think. Now, over the days after Lamb was reported missing, guests at the Cecil Hotel began noticing a change in the water from the hotel. It was finally explained when Lamb's body was found in the hotel's water tank on February 19th. The body was found bloated and decomposing in water, so investigators were unable to get as much evidence as usual. For example, they couldn't retrieve enough blood to get a finished toxicology report. And that's the part that's just kind of crazy and... I don't know, gives me goosebumps, is two weeks after Alyssa was reported missing, hotel guests began complaining about the water pressure in their rooms. Some guests even mentioned their water coming out black and having a strange taste to it. Now that is kind of gross. And then after receiving the complaints, a hotel maintenance worker decided to check the water tank and that's where they found her body. Another detail that's really kind of red flag in this for me is that Lamb's body was found naked with her clothes and other personal belongings floating around her. That's weird to me too. I think one of the most disturbing things about Alyssa's death is the discovery of her body. Not only did it start by hotel guests unknowingly drinking the remains of her decaying body, it was also seemingly impossible for Alyssa or anyone else to have gotten into the water tank. The LA Times reported that LAPD had to cut into the side of the tank with a chainsaw in order to remove the body. Police couldn't determine a cause of death at the crime scene. While guests reported foul tastes and dark water coming out of the showerheads, the health department reportedly found no biohazards in the water. The hotel used the water for the sink, showers, and to clean the hotel's linens. Also, according to the LA Times, upon inspecting the scene, detectives said they couldn't rule out foul play pointing toward the suspicious location where Lamb was found. She was found naked, but her decayed clothing was also in the tank along with a watch and a room key. Three days later, the coroner ruled Lamb died in an accidental drowning. And the thing I find suspect about this part is the water tank was located on the roof of the hotel, and all doors and stairs leading to the tank were only accessible by hotel staff, right? Any excessive force on any of the entryways to the water tank would have tr triggered 
the hotel alarm. This means that gaining entry to the hotel's roof and water tank was very difficult. After four months, Lamb's autopsy report was released. However, the report caused even more confusion. The report state that Lamb's body showed no signs of trauma and ruled her death accidental. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not really sure how a person would accidentally drown naked in a water tank on top of a roof on a hotel. It just seems really suspect to me. Like, everybody stayed in hotels. You know there's certain doors, especially like rooftop accesses and stuff like that. There's an alarm on those that go straight to the front desk. So, how could you have gotten through there without somebody knowing? After Alyssa's death, her parents filed a wrongful death lawsuit in order to obtain more information about their daughter's death. However, it was sadly dismissed, meaning this case remains closed. That is sad right there. When authorities discovered Lamb was diagnosed with depression and bipolar disorder, some began to speculate her mental health was the cause of her strange behavior. This theory expanded when people discovered a blog Lamb kept which had some questionable entries. I don't know. Many of the entries described how she was feeling, as one entry said, Expecto Patronum, depression sucks. In the entry, she described how she didn't have control over her emotions, saying she quickly shifted from being angry to happy. Lamb's mental health struggles strengthened the theory that Alyssa committed suicide rather than being murdered. According to the Daily Mavericks, some have wondered whether Lamb was under the influence despite having a toxicology report that only detected her prescription medicine for her bipolar disorder. So there you go. There you have it. This case is still closed. It's ruled an accidental drowning. I don't understand how that works. Like I said, let's start off with the elevator footage. She's acting really weird. She looks like she's tripping out, literally, posture and behavior. She looks, to me, I get the vibe like she's running from something. Like she's hiding from something. You can see her kind of cower in the corner. It just seems that way to me. That's the vibe I get off. And then you got the fact that you can't access the rooftop where the water tank is without setting off the alarm unless, unless you're an employee. Only employees had access to that. And like I said, going through that door, everybody knows it would sound the alarm to the front desk. Somebody would have known, somebody would have seen something unless they had access to that. Now, if you look at the pictures I have in this video and do size comparisons kind of on your own, you can see getting into the water tank is no easy task by any means. And then the fact that her body is found naked with her stuff floating around her, that's another red flag for me. So it's all just super weird. I don't really understand it. Like I said, more questions arise during this research that I did than any any answers. I mean, I got some answers as details of the story, but I still don't get the why or the what. There's got to be something going on. And like I said, it's just all too spooky for me. In that footage, I see blue mist and stuff appearing in the elevator and stuff. I don't, I mean, maybe it's just glare. Maybe it's something, but it looks like like a blue mist develops out of nowhere when the elevator closes. It's just weird to me. And anyway, everybody, this has been the video on the Cecil Hotel and the Alyssa Lamb mystery. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really enjoyed doing the research for this video. And uh, let me know what you guys think. What are your guys' thoughts on this? How do you think this went down or why this went down? Anyway, be blessed. Do blessed. I love y'all, man. This has been Justin with Lights Out Radio. Yeah.